Hello, and welcome to the Government Digital Service Podcast. My name is Laura Stevens, and I'm a writer here at GDS. Today, we're going to be speaking about the work of the International Design and Government Community. This community has grown rapidly since its inception two years ago, and now has 1,500 members from 66 countries and six continents. The group brings together designers and design-minded people working anywhere in the world to share best practice, host events, and tackle common obstacles. And this summer, they held their first international event in the USA and Scotland. So let's hear from two people directly involved in the community, Cara Kane and Martin Jordan. So please could you introduce yourself and tell me about your role here at GDS? Hi, uh, I'm Cara Kane. Um, I'm the community lead for user Centre design at GDS. Um, So I work on growing user-centered design capability um, and as well understanding and awareness of user-centered design across UK government. And I also manage the international design and government community. So you're quite busy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Martin? Yeah, uh, I'm Martin John, uh, head of service design here at GDS. And this means shaping what good um, service design looks like uh, across government. Um, it means um, helping um, government increase its service design capability uh, through recruiting, training, and as well mentoring. Um, and then, yeah, building a strong um, service design community across government and, well, now as well internationally. And could um, you describe the community to me for somebody who's never heard about it before? So the community is just a group of people that are all working on similar things in in government. Uh, So we have a shared purpose around making better government services. Um, And it's just, as you said in the intro, it's extremely diverse and extremely international. So um, it's grown really quickly. um, And as we've started... um, kind of running the community in different ways. So we have online channels, we do monthly calls, we've now started doing events. Uh, So through doing these different formats, we've been able to help people meet each other and helping people meet each other face-to-face, which then helps the online stuff and helps that make it easier uh, because people are more um, willing to reach out to someone if they've met them in person. And you mentioned you've got countries from all the continents apart from Antarctica. Yes. <laughs> I think they're no designers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So I thought to show how diverse the community is, as we mentioned earlier, um, I'd ask you a few questions about some of the different 66 countries you've got involved. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> so do you know who your most northerly member is? I think uh, it might be Iceland. Uh, Oh, yeah, might have probably. people in Reykjavik. Uh, Cara, you are correct. <laughs> because I, I thought of Helsinki, but yes, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we, what? Who is your most southerly member? So it's it's probably New Zealand, because there are there are people in there are people in Wellington. Yes, um, Martin, you got that yeah. right. <laughs> don't, okay. don't, doubt, don't doubt your guess. Um, and then. You have, out of the members, you have both the largest country in the world by area and the second smallest. Do you know what those two countries are? So one might be Russia, the second one I have no idea. <laughs> okay, you got, you got Russia, so Cara, can you do the second, the second smallest country in the world by area? Uh, it might be Monaco. Yes, well done. <laughs> so, and then the final one, just to show, showcase this diverse group, um, you have a country that's a member that is made up of more than 200 islands. I was ready for this one. I did some, I did some pre, pre, pre-work, so I know that this is Palau. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so this shows how even amongst all these diverse groups, there's lots of shared traits with um, design in government. Was there a particular catalyst for this international design in government group? How did it start? 
So our our former boss, uh, Lou Down, at that time uh, director for design uh, in the UK government, um, they like to block. Um, and they wrote a blog post, um, I think, in February uh, 2017. Um, and they referenced the D5 countries. Um, that was the D5? Yeah, so the D5 countries were kind of like very digital uh, countries that came together, I think, around... 2011 or so yeah um and that included the uk estonia israel new zealand and uh, south korea and there's there's an ongoing uh, conversation and a regular monthly call uh, around um, design uh, around government um, and there was a special edition on design yeah. um, that we did do uh, in early 2017 um and lou basically wrote a blog post and said like well we're having this great community of designers in the UK government, but there's probably like more stuff um, to do as well on a, on a global scale um, because we very likely have common issues. Uh, we all kind of like design services that are somewhat similar. Policies might be different, laws might be different, but overall a yeah. lot of like um, similarities. So um, we might be able to like scale uh, co-authored uh, patterns. Um, we might be looking at like how to um, embed um, user-centered culture in government, yes. all of those things. Um, so they wrote a blog post and then we were like, okay, what does it actually mean? <laughs> we had a, a form at the end of the blog post uh, for people to let us know if they're interested in joining whatever this thing would be. Yeah. Um, so I went away and took that list of people and kind of started developing the community. Um, so we just invited all of those people to a Google group and then went from there. And it grew really rapidly. Like I've got here in the first 10 months, it grew to 250 people from 37 countries. Um, what sort of like challenges did you face when you were growing at that sort of scale quickly? I think with any community, starting it is, is just difficult to start kind of forming relationships and to start getting the conversation going. Mm -hmm. So as a community manager, it was really about trying to get to know people in the community, uh, trying to start introducing people, trying to just, like I would just have calls with people to find out what they're working on to get to know them a little bit. Um, and then we started running these monthly calls, which were a way to, to kind of to start sharing work um, in a different way. Um, but again, that took a while for, um, for the focus to turn away from GDS into uh, to be a focus on sharing internationally. Um, so not just us kind of telling, but us learning as well from, from other people. And do you find there are a lot of shared things? Of the countries we mentioned earlier, they've got hugely different like geographies, populations, all different. But are you finding there's, there are these shared obstacles that designers face in government? And what, what would some of them be? So in some places there might not be a designer there at all but like a design minded person who's doing it in some way so they ask like how do you how do you make the first business case for the first designer and then we might be able to like share like some of some of the arguments and and also there are a lot of a lot of good stories out there so we try to like give them good examples that they can kind of like go um, to their to their seniors and like advocate with these stories um, that is quite 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 powerful but then following on from that um, if you think about things like immigration, like that runs across yeah. every, everywhere. Um, so there's a lot that we can, um, can learn from the similarities and differences of how, of how we run services related to immigration or employment or benefits. And is it quite a lot of physical meetups or is it more sort of interaction online? You mentioned earlier there's like Google Groups, Slack. So how does that, how do you all communicate with each other in the community? 
So when it first started, it was it was all online, mm-hmm. um, and because it's an international community, and from the beginning, it was really widespread um, in terms of representation um, geographically. Uh, it was hard to kind of think about you know what's what's something we could do to get people to meet face to face, and I think the the monthly calls were a way to do that because we were using Zoom, so it was a, the first way to like show my face yeah. to the community <laughs> and to for Martin and, and and Lou when we were all on these calls and, and meeting people. Um, but then from there, um, I think. Uh, when I first joined GDS, Martin always wanted to do a, a conference. Uh, so we were always <laughs> looking for a reason to run a conference. Um, and then the international community seemed like that was like the next natural step was to get people together face to face. So yeah, you had your first um, official conference um, in London 2018. Can you talk a bit about that and about how you went about getting everybody here from all these different countries who who was able to attend with that? Um, yeah, so... Um we had a, a tiny budget to actually make make this happen. We didn't didn't spend much much uh, money on that, and we kind of relied um, on kind of everyone paying for their for their own flight yeah. tickets. So when we when we decided to to run an international conference, we really wanted to involve the community in what it would look like. Um, so we started sending um, surveys and, and emails out to the community to say, what do you want this to be? Do you want to even come? Um, what kind of format do you want it to be? Uh, where should it be? What time of the year? So we kind of use the community to figure out what it should look like. Um, and then from there started to shape the agenda. What was the atmosphere like on the day? I think people were like super excited to see each other because um, apart from like interacting um, via Slack um, and um, as well as seeing each other in the monthly calls, people started um, following each other on Twitter and there was quite an exchange there Um, as well. Some people met at other international conferences. So whenever there was kind of like a design or service design conference, they were like, like almost like uh, yeah they were like literally like asking like who else is there i was in helsinki at some point in winter when it was freezing and i was like hey finnish government folks like should we meet for tea and they were like yay um so like um you were yeah um i think it was a really really great atmosphere um and um for for the conference for the two days we tried to have um representatives from all continents so we tried to like yeah, have a have a good representation um, of of, of uh, regions, um, and then we had workshops on the on the second day. And um, for for those workshops, we really basically ask everyone in the UK government who can kind of like host um, a workshop, run a workshop. What came out of that in terms of saying that people were more connected and did any like working groups come out of it? So the Finns, um, so the, the, the folks in the Finnish government, they started kind of like a, a local community that uh, gets together every every month. And literally today, um, the Finns and as well the Estonians uh, run a joint um, workshop meetup together. So we actually started regionally. We started yeah. uh, connecting connecting people with each other. Yeah. Um, they're now doing things, which is amazing to see. To see, yeah. Um, I think another thing that came out of it is uh, so at the very end of the conference, we kind of asked people, "Do you want this to happen again?" Do you want there to be another conference? Yeah. Um, and people were like, yeah. <laughs> and I, there's people um, in the community that are willing to kind of take on the responsibility to do something. So that was really, really exciting. Um, but I think, yeah, the other thing was just, um, we've had people tell us that they now feel 
more confident to reach out to people. Mm -hmm. Like they've met people face to face, um, or at least they saw them at the conference, yeah. and now they feel like they can reach out to them. Um, people are using tools and methods that they learned in some of the workshops. Um, they're continuing um, to to work on the things. Um, if they if they presented at the the conference, they're continuing to work on those those things that they were presenting about, whether it was a workshop format um, or. Um, a kind of yeah a different way a way of thinking um, so that's really exciting mm. some countries even like started translating some of the tools they are using into English to make it more accessible for other community members which is amazing to see well I was also going to ask that because obviously running an international community you have time zones and the language do you how do you get around those things yeah. time zones are really difficult for the monthly calls um, in the very beginning we tried to run I don't know why I thought this was a good idea but I was like we'll just do the call twice and obviously that did not work and obviously that's a ton of work um, so what we started was just to just to move the times around yeah. so it's not like we always run a call at the same time we're always trying to um, to kind of engage with, with different people um, so we'll run calls after work later in the evening so that the um, the Australians um, and the Kiwis can join. But not um, too early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, not too early in the morning. Happy to happy to do things after work, but not before. <laughs> and the languages, um, are all the calls run in English? Yeah, we haven't um, we haven't encountered any issues with, with language. Um, but I think You know, going forward, we're trying to be as as inclusive as we can. We're trying to reach as many um, kind of countries working in the space as we can. So that might be something that we have to think about in the future. Yeah, we were really impressed um, to hear recently that um, at a conference uh, in Taiwan, a government conference, they had um, subtitles in 12 different languages to reflect like all the people attending. And uh, we still have no idea how, how to make that work, but this is kind of like the, the level of um, am ambition. Um, so um, at the uh, most recent conference in, in Edinburgh, there was um, uh, live uh, subtitling um, in English. Um, and we're, we're looking into like, technologies to make it as, as inclusive as, as possible. And that leads me nicely on, because you mentioned earlier that this, the last event in 2018 led directly to the 2019 events, and this is the first time that the events have gone global. Um, so could you talk, talk through those, what's happened so far this year? The first thing that we, um, that we did this year was collaborate with Code for America. Uh, Code for America is a nonprofit um, in the United States, and they work on um, reforming government nationally. Um, so they work really closely with, um, with state um, and local level government. Um, they do really amazing work, um, and they run a summit. Um, they run a yearly summit um, called Code for America Summit. And our idea was to bring the international community to the summit. Uh, so what we did was run a one-day International Design and Government Day uh, before Code for America Summit. Uh, so that was in Oakland um, in May of this year. Um, And yeah, it was a real collaboration between um, between our two um, organizations, um, and to really um, bring the community to to the U.S. and reach people there that we're not reaching. Um, you'd think that the U.S. would have a really strong design and government community, um, but they don't yet. Um, it's still kind of nascent and forming. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really exciting to kind of try and get all of those people in the room, um, which they found really really valuable, just to meet people like them. Uh, working on the same same types of problems and challenges. Is that because of like the vast geography of America, or how, how, is and the federal? It was that the, the letter as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And of course, again, like there's a lot of stuff that that they can share, 
um, and then they can share kind of like their recipes, how to solve a certain thing with other people. Well, and that sharing tool, um, like I noticed New Zealand picked up the gov.uk design system. Yes, this and- was amazing to see. Yeah, they, they kind of like took that and um, kind of made it theirs, like restyling it, taking a few things in and out. And was that facilitated by the uh, community? Well, to some, so, so to some degree. So um, we have uh, those monthly calls uh, with themes, and the the the, the po- most popular ones were around design systems. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to to repeat this theme. So we had it in 2018, and then did it in 2019 again because there's so much interest. Um, and um, I think this was uh, by far the most popular call we had with more than 100 people joining. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> and partially it was like a group of people in one room, like counting as one, right? Oh, like yeah. It was our biggest call ever. I was just completely shocked to see over 100 people online joining us on Zoom. Is it quite tricky to manage that? As sort of, or, or does, is everyone quite respectful of when somebody's talking, everyone else will be muted? Is that, how does that to manage? Yeah, we have to set some, some ground, ground right. rules at the beginning to say, everyone, please go on mute. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, there's kind of um, just rules around, um, around how to ask questions. So there's a chat function, which is really easy to use. Um, so you can write your question in the chat. Um, and then if you f- feel comfortable enough to go off mute and ask your question during the time for questions, then you can do that. Um, or I just read through the questions and try and help facilitate facilitate that. And they're always recordings as well, so people can go back. So when, when they join the community later, they're able to like watch these previous uh, calls, all the recordings of those. And and once in a while, when, when people like raise a question on Slack or on the mailing list, we're like, look, like this was already covered, like have a look. And they're so thankful to like find these resources. Um, and if we could go back to the America, the conference in America, um, was the community involved with organising that like it was in the one in London or is that slightly a different way it was organised? Yeah, We reached out to some of the um, North American community members. And who um, so we had people um, at NAVA in the United States. We had people um, at the Canadian Digital Service, mm-hmm. people at uh, the United States Digital Service, USDS. Um, veteran services. Yeah, veteran services. We kind of came up with three different um, kind of themes, which were around getting leadership buy-in for user-centered design, designing services for and with everyone, and building design capacity and capability. This was kind of like, although it was called International Design and Government Day, it was more kind of like Northern American Design and Government Day. Yeah, 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 with that regionalized context. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And how did it feel on the day? Did it feel similar to the one you you did in London, or was it different? I mean, I was so impressed. It was a lot of people that we hadn't, hadn't met before from the community um, or people that were new to the community. It was people that maybe hadn't all been in the same room before, um, as in designers working in government, kind of talking about things um, and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person that has these really frustrating things um, or that has, you know, learning about a success of someone. Like you just feel, you could feel how proud people were. And that was amazing. And do you think that sort of emo- like talking? You're talking there about that sort of emotional support that the community provides, and that sense of like, oh no, you're not alone. And obviously, there's very practical outcomes, like you can use the same user research or you can use parts of the design system. But do you think that emotional support is quite a big part of why people get involved in the community? Absolutely, absolutely. This is such a such a strong strong point. Um, and yeah, I think I think we we've seen this as well, like in the in the Slack conversations, like people. Um, asking a question and giving, getting then a response from from somewhere from another part of the world is 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 really reassuring. 
And we should talk about your second uh, conference as well in Scotland um, this year. So what happened there? So uh, when I mentioned uh, at the conference in London, when we had the hands up, well, one of the hands was uh, Anna Henderson, who is a service designer um, in Scottish government at the um, office of the chief designer. Um, so Anna and her team got in touch with us and said, hey, like, we're really serious. Like, we really want to do this. Uh, like, we're going to get budget. Like, everyone is, um, everyone is excited. Um, they had, you know, from their team level up to their um, their minister ministerial level, uh, was really excited about about running um, an international conference. Um, so Martin and I were like, "Amazing! Let's <laughs> this do sounds this! Great. <laughs> yeah, like why why wouldn't we do this?" So this was the first time that we were um, kind of running an event. Um, or this is the first time that we kind of were handing over. The, the responsibility mm. of running a conference mm-hmm. to someone else. So, so you didn't do the agenda or? So we really um, kind of stepped back and our, our role was to, to kind of advise and share what we had learned from running the conference in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it was really shaped um, around the values of Scottish government, um, which is a lot about um, inclusion and participation. Mm-hmm. So the theme of the conference was participation involving citizens in the design of government and public services. And they had really amazing talks um, from the community. They had things on inclusive recruitment. They had things on doing international research. Um, they had um, things on working with um, working with policy colleagues. Um, and there was a fantastic keynote by um, Dr. Sally Witcher, who's the chief executive of Inclusion Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the whole the whole atmosphere of the conference as well was really um, also encompassing their values. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Martin said, they had uh, captioning mm-hmm. for all of the keynotes and for all of the breakouts. Um, so every single room that you went into, there was live captioning um, available to you. And for all of the keynotes um, on the main stage, we also had um, British Sign Language interpreters. And is this something you'd want to carry forward now, having seen it done in action? I think, yeah, I think as Martin said, with trying to figure out like how can we use technology and these kind of new technologies that are available around live transcription mm-hmm. um, and live translation, like how could we use those better? Because that's just, that would be just so amazing to be able to to help people feel more more involved if they can then understand the content better. And we can also look forward as well to uh, the your final is your final international event uh, of the year, and biggest in Rotterdam. Um, and so, yeah, can Martin, could you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, like it will be the biggest um, conference we had so far. Um, so the Dutch government is leading on that. So the oh, my Dutch is really bad, but the. the Gebrücke Central community, so which means like users first, yes. um, which is a community in the Dutch government that is around, I think, for, for a few years now. Um, so they had like local events and as well conferences um, there for a while. And now they're kind of like opening up and embracing and welcoming all the international visitors. So they're aiming altogether, we're aiming for like 800 people uh, that will come together for like full uh, three days in Rotterdam um, in like mid-November uh, this year. So 18th until the 20th. Um, and there will be 
um, workshops again because we, we try to like not only in all of the conferences not only have people talking at you mm-hmm. but you can actually participate and interact with people so there's always a lot of time for like networking and workshopping things um, at the same time um, as well kind of like uh, open other open formats um, panel discussions um, so all of that uh, is going to happen um, and again um, there have been like um, calls for participations um, we have been creating uh, an kind of like an advisory board uh, again an international advisory board where people from different continents kind of like help shape as well the content um, we're still um, on an ongoing basis like asking for uh, more content because there will be so many people so we need a lot of content as well so you're doing a call out now live to <laughs> yes 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 so how if you how do you put something forward how do i go to this conference yeah 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 so um you can go to uh, international.gov-design.com mm-hmm. there you find all the events that happen already and the, the one that's happening next and are you hoping this will, um, you mentioned before that like, the American one was a bit more localized to North America. Are you hoping this will have a more like what, what global uh, outlook in because it's just a bigger conference? Yeah. The other day um, I was uh, listening to a talk uh, from the Italians and I feel like everybody's kind of like innovating in another pocket. Um, so at the beginning, um, some people were like, oh, GDS is so far ahead. But like we are ahead in some regards and in other regards, like other governments are totally leading. So there's a lot of stuff that we can learn from each other. Is there an example you can think of, maybe from that conference that you were like, oh, they're doing so much better. We can learn from them. So the design system that was created um, by the US um, folks and as well the design system uh, created uh, by by the Australians uh, contains like various various components that we might have not had. Um, so there has been after after one of the calls like kind of like an immediate uh, exchange of code, um, which was like wow. They were like, <laughs> oh, this is a component we we do not have yet. So that people yeah. just share code literally just straight which is like, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is which is quite amazing, uh, amazing to see. Yeah. Um, and in terms of obviously, you've had a really um, significant growth over these past two years. In terms of where you want the community to go, is there any plans you've got uh, for twenty twenty in terms of maybe um, targeting different countries um, or growing it further or in a different direction? What would be your take on that? Um, in terms of the events, where. Um intrigued to see how we can continue running those um, and how we can uh, continue having the community take ownership of those events. Um, so we have uh, been in, we've had people contact us um, from three different countries saying that they're interested in running a conference. So we are in talks. Uh, <laughs> so with, watch the space. Watch the space. Um, <laughs> so we're trying to think about, you know, how many events should we do a year? Um, and what should those events look like and how big should they be? So uh, we're working on a bit of a, a conference playbook yeah. um, at the moment that we can share with people that want to run a conference um, to really help them um, be able to do it. <laughs> so in general, for the community um, going forward, we want it to be um, we want it to continue to be a place um, that is supportive for people working in, the, in this environment and in this space. Um, we want to continue bringing, bringing people together. We want to continue seeing things like um, the Finns and the Estonians kind of working together and running events together um, and you know, people working on similar service areas coming together to share and learn from each other. Um, but we really, you know, in the future, want to get to a point where um, where, you know, as Martin said, around the design system example, like how can we share interaction and service design patterns? Yeah. Um, 
there's so much um, kind of possibility um, for that. So how um, how can the community facilitate that, um, and what does that look like, and is it possible? Um, and you know, at what at what level can we get to, um, and how can we keep you know stealing from each other, um, stealing code, stealing ideas, um, and just you know really learning from what everyone else is doing. Um, so yeah, it's really about kind of maximizing uh, share and reuse, which is the theme of the November conference. Um, <laughs> And so if, how would I join this community um, if I've been listening to this wherever I am in the world? How would I join? So we have quite a few blog posts on the design and government blog. Um, that is one of the GDS blogs. Um, there you have a dedicated international category. Um, and whatever international blog post you read, at the bottom there are all the links um, to join the Google group. Um, and then you're part of the community. <laughs> So once you apply to join the Google group um, and um, you join the community, then you're sent a welcome email, which kind of tells you um, about the Slack channels. It tells you about the uh, the recordings of the monthly calls. It tells you about the events that are coming up. Um, so you can immediately find out what's going on and, and how to get involved. And talking about applying, um, who exactly can join the group? So it's open to people that are working embedded in government, um, in working in user-centered design. So you could be a designer, a user researcher, someone working in accessibility, um, anyone who's interested um, in design and you have to be interested in talking about those things um, from any government in the world is welcome to join. Um, and I didn't know if we could uh, round off with maybe some uh, tips um, that you on how to set up your own community. If there's something, if there's some quick fire tips that you've found over learning this community, sort of um, how do you scale? How do you keep momentum going? And what tools do you need? Is there anything you'd want to add to those? Um, I think the first thing is um, using platforms that people are already on. Yeah. So don't reinvent the wheel. Don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> please um, just people use slack so use slack yeah people use email so use google groups it makes it so much easier if you make it hard for people to actually get to the platform where the conversation is happening you're already putting up a barrier to your community um, so make it really easy um, easy to to access once you're part of the community and easy to uh, easy to respond um, and to to join conversations mm -hmm. And if there are events happening, whether they're kind of like online calls or like physical meetups with um, talks, like if you can try to record stuff. So if, if there is uh, like material you can share, because people will either kind of like join communities later, uh, will yeah, uh, do that or as well be not able to attend. And if you can then share the material so that they still consume it in their own time, it's really beneficial. Yeah. And I think building on that, just having um, different formats. So not just having um, a Google group or a Slack group where it can be really, really scary to ask a question or to share something. Um, having things like monthly calls where you're kind of um, inviting people in to present and inviting people to kind of consume information in a different way. Mm -hmm. Having face-to-face -event, face -face events where people can, can network and meet people in a different way. Just having different options uh, for people to, to feel engaged in the community. So different formats, use the tools people are already on and record what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Three yeah. excellent tips. And help introduce people. And is that sort of facilitate? As a, as a community manager. Yeah. It's really, especially in the beginning, it's just help facilitate relationship building. Yeah. Arrange lots of cups of coffee. <laughs>
Um, so thank you um, to both Cara and Martin today um, for telling us about their experience in running the International Design and Government Community. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to both Cara and Martin today for telling us about their experience in running the International Design and Government Community. You can listen to all the episodes of the Government Digital Service podcast on Apple Music, Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. And you can read the transcripts on Podbean. Thank you both again very much.